0: What's up, and happy almost new year. Welcome to episode nine of the Proof of Sound podcast. I'm Reed, and for the past past few months, I've been talking music, new and old, with the three following gentle dudes. Of course, we have the former hardcore kid, Kyle Phelps. Hey, everybody. The classic rock historian, Jake Smith.
1: Number nine.
0: Nice. (laughs) And the pop punk tech guru, Devin Cooley. We're back. We are back and this has been an episode that i feel like we've all been anticipating since around starting this this podcast way back in the summer the moment where we get to look back on this year of music and share what albums have stuck with the four of us the most i'm so excited y'all how do you guys feel
1: i've been looking forward to this all week yes Yes. Yes. this is why we made the podcast
0: Just to count to 10, really.
2: Yeah, I've been a a ball of nerves trying to make sure that my rankings are good, but we're going to pick the best (laughs) albums available. That's all. That's all that we're doing. Yeah. A lot of the pressure on Devon's list. Yeah. I kind
1: of took more of an electoral college approach. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care who wins. I'm, it's all fake anyway. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
0: that's fair. Speaking of this podcast, if this is the first time that you're checking us out, welcome. We get together to talk about the music we just can't get out of our heads, while also engaging in a title track discussion. That could be a music topic, an in-depth album review, a guest interview, a whole playlist of things. You can listen in at any of your preferred streaming services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, even YouTube, just by searching Proof of Sound Podcast. We've flown under the banner of a very solemn-looking Blue Jay for these past couple episodes, this season, if you will. Who knows how long that'll last? Well, look, we've, we've learned that the Blue Jay's maybe not the best mascot for us, so...
1: We can find a bird that yeah. works, though. There are uh,
0: nicer birds out there. A bird yeah. that works. I like it. We're still going to put a bird on it, which I, like I appreciate. It. Yeah. Um, you can... Gentlemen, 2021, great music year, you know... Uh, In conducting your top tens that we've got going on, how hard was it, would you guys say? Like, was it an easy thing where you're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the top ten? Or has this year of music been so great that it was like a struggle and it took a little while?
3: So this list uh, in particular, um, historically, I've always made a list at the end of the year and shared it with my friends or whatever. But I personally have never ranked a list. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that was something that we decided we were going to do. So it was extremely hard for me. As someone who's just normally been like, here's all the music I've been into this year and not ranked, and so so having to pick ten and then rank those ten w- was very hard, especially with Jake's no EP rule. Okay, mm. okay,
0: okay, okay. That's a Wait, bonus list coming from Kyle later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jokes
3: on him. There's one on my list anyway. Hey. <laughs>
0: oh!
1: <laughs> I bet I know who
3: it is. I think I, I know I what I it might guess. be as well.
2: Yeah.
1: As, um. no, don't spoil it for me. But is it one of those that toes the line a little bit between EP and LP? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think yeah. I know what it is. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. So you guys it's... have intel I don't have.
1: It. Oh geez, it was it was a contender for my own list until I remembered Ooh. it's
0: an EP. His own rule. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. See, this is this is why we've been gearing up for this. Is we're all just the juice. The juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake, I know that you've been making top ten lists of music. I mean, as long as I've known you. So how is 2021 compared to, you know, 2019, 2018? This
1: is my 10th top 10 list. So wow. I can now make a top 10 of my top tens.
0: <laughs> wow! Um,
1: and with that being said, I think this is a pretty good one. I think this has been a good year for music overall. Um, we've bounced back from the kind of pandemic stricken weirdness of 2020 yeah. where, you know, things were a little bit more scattershot. We've kind of bounced back in a, a real way. Uh, As I look at the 10 albums on my list, I went through and I looked at lists from previous years as well. And I think this stacks up with the best of them. Cool. Um, And it's definitely better than some weaker years. Like uh, personally for me, 2014 and 2016 weren't fantastic. It's definitely better than those. Yeah. So I'm excited to, to hear what everybody else brought to the table.
0: Ooh, Jake, real quick. I know that one year that we hold in personal reference is 2013. Does this rank up to 2013?
1: 2013 has so much nostalgia tied up yeah, into it. I don't yeah. even know. Okay. Uh, I will say this is a special list though, because it's the first one we have ever made this public.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And Devin, what about you? Have you made
2: top 10 lists of I, music before? I think I'm in a similar boat with Kyle in that I have gathered lists before, but never thrown them into a top 10. Okay. However, I think this group, for the most part, one through nine, I was like, yeah, I've got that down. But it was number 10 where I was like, hmm, there's like several albums that were all in contention for that one spot. Yeah. So it was a, it was tough to get to that point. And definitely there was some shakeups here and there um through the rest of the list but overall i think my my top nine i was like you know these are the ones yeah
0: i love it i love it okay
2: okay well no this one was definitely um
0: i've made top 10 lists before but man i, I just love this year of music because i feel like it was such and i've talked about this before on a previous episode but i just feel like i was introduced to so much new stuff this year that i never really right. paid attention to just new artists that mm-hmm. i never that were either releasing their first album or that i had just kind of failed to pay attention to in previous years so What I love about this top 10 list for me is that it's an introduction in a way to discographies that I'm so excited to keep listening to Mm -hmm. as more people release music. But um, here's how today's episode is going to work. So this is just basically going to be one giant title track, right? We're not doing a what's on cue. This is all just talking about the music that we love. We've each brought 10 albums to the table, but an important thing, and we'll get into this in a minute, each of us has no idea. What the others picked, we can guess. We have some good assumptions from you know the like year and a half we've been doing this show, but we really don't know at the end of the day. Um, half a year, I gotta inject
1: and say, can't let that one slide.
0: You said a year and a half. <laughs> Damn it! Uh-oh. Half a year. Whoops, man, it's my dog ears over here. <laughs> it's my it's my Duracell Bunny moment <laughs> once again. It's it's always coming to haunt me. Um, what we're gonna do is talk about. These albums in in descending order, right? So we're going to go 10 to 9 to 8 to 7 ETC. You know where where to go from there. Um, The episode is basically all one title track. You've heard that. uh, Yeah, we're just going to be talking about our albums of the year. And while this is a humongous and special episode for us, we're so excited. This is the one that we've all been anticipating. This is also... A Slightly Sad Episode, because this is Mr. Kyle Phelps' last episode with proof of sound, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, it's it's been a, a lot of fun. Um, I, I've, I've told the guys I, I really hate when the attention's all on me, so I'll, I'll keep it very short. But I, I, I've enjoyed my time with this. I've just got things going on outside of the pod that require a lot of time and attention. So i just going to focus on those. But um, yeah, I, I love you guys, and, and I've loved doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, man, this has been great. Thank you for uh, helping us hype up Turnstile this year. Thanks for I don't don't think they
3: needed
4: any of my help. No,
0: no. We were just part of the wave, (laughs) which was fun. Uh, (laughs) You, you know, from Andrew Weathers and Hayden Pedigo to Howdy. I mean, you have just kind of shown us all of these great underground artists that I know I'm going to continue to listen to for sure. So we appreciate you, man, for sure. And Mm -hmm.
3: I will continue to listen. (laughs) Fantastic. I will will now be a listener. God, we got to get a new Kyle now. (laughs) I know, no.
0: <laughs> holding auditions for the Kyle Phelps. Have you to have to be
1: up. half bear. <laughs> Glad we got to call back to that one on air.
0: <laughs> the proudest moment of proof of sound easily. Um, all right. So before we get into our top 10 lists and start counting down, one thing I wanted to do is place some bets, make this a little fun, right? So what I want us each to do, or what I want us all to do is guess, uh, our individual top threes of our top 10 list, right? So our three, two, ones. So for instance, maybe we guess, all collectively guess Devin's top three, then Jake's, mm-hmm. then Kyle's, then mine, whatever. But uh, but yeah, we're going to discuss it as a group, kind of on a subject of a certain person. Devin, I keep pointing to you, so yeah, I think we're going to- yeah, that's all right. We should yeah. just go ahead and get the hard <laughs> one out of the way. Yeah, let's,
1: let's start with hard mode oh, and our way down. Yeah.
0: No bad music 2021. All right, so what do we think, gentlemen, what do we think Devin's top three albums of the year are?
1: I've got a guess for number for number one. Okay. I think I've got Devin figured out. I think he's gonna go turnstile number one.
0: Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Mm. okay. 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 I'm thinking is snail mail in there? Snail mail's gotta be in there. You yeah. think I maybe got, three? I don't know. Yeah, I felt yeah.
1: like Devin was a little soft on snail I mail. I
0: think so. it might no. make
1: the list, but I don't mm. know if he'll or if she'll be top three. Okay. Uh, I have Madhu Mokhtar yeah that's definitely that's, that's a good
0: one that's three actually mm-hmm. i think yeah yeah madum for three and then
1: the only other one that i thought might be on there would be orla gartland i thought oh, about orla yeah gartland. yeah mm-hmm.
0: i think orla is definitely going to show up in this top 10 i don't know about top three though yeah. But i don't know what i would replace that with yeah I,
1: everything it seems like as i think back what did Devin like to listen to yeah. everything seems so even yeah
2: hmm.
1: he loves equally
2: i will tell you guys I mean, you've made some choices. <laughs> mm. All You're right, infuriating this man right here. Okay, yeah. all, all right. right.
1: Well, let's let's commit to what we think the top three is going to be. Madhu Moktar, we're for sure
3: going to have in there.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think I, I'm going to say
3: uh, Gartland. or or the Garland. Yeah, for two. I think that's going to be on okay. there. Okay, and I, I would not be surprised if Turnstiles in there, but I don't know if it's
0: going to be number one. Yeah, I don't know for what sure. number one could be. I, I'll say I'll go. I'll go with you, Jake. I, okay. I think Turnstile for number one. Okay, so yeah.
1: in some order, Turnstile, or Gartland, Madhu Mokhtar. Yeah. Possibly one, two, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Seems good enough to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like that. All right. Um, gentlemen, what do we think Jake's top three is?
1: Man, I have no idea.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. War on Drugs definitely in there somewhere. Yeah, War We're on Drugs guys. I think
2: is a top three. Uh, i think lightning bug their album to me was potentially a top three for him because he's been on that one for a while you're right you're and right i found that at a nice quiet moment in the middle of the night yeah yeah, yeah. that's a callback
0: i yeah. could see that for jake
2: yeah um maybe japanese breakfast but i don't know if that would be a top three for him
0: i don't know man Or maybe maybe lucy dacus
2: Lucy Dacus
0: could be maybe, on maybe.
3: Maybe I think Donda's going to be on there. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're funny. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay. All right. Okay. So War on drugs for sure. I. I. I think Japanese breakfast. I think.
3: I, I would like. I don't. I would like Turnstile to be on the top three of everybody's, and yeah. I could see it creeping into yours. But at the same time, if it's not on there, I'm not going to be surprised.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Turnstile, I think, is in top 10 for sure. 100%. I, think 100%, I don't think that's a top three for him. Yeah. yeah. I love it when you yeah. talk
1: about me like I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I think, I, I think maybe Nas might show up, but I don't think that's top three. Not I think top, top three. 10. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're on drugs. Yeah.
2: I think that's the number one for me for him. Yeah. Japanese breakfast. For me, for him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Loose? Lucy or
2: Turnstile? What do you guys think? Of the two there, I would pick Lucy. Yeah, I would yeah. too.
0: Lucy.
3: Right. Devin also said mm.
1: Lightning Bug. I just want to make sure that one gets yeah, thrown. Yeah, to
2: me, I think he probably might like that one more. Or he could be throwing us off the scent. Mm. Yeah,
1: or I could know mm. I was throwing you off Classic the scent Jake
2: and be throwing move. you back on the yeah. scent. <laughs> too bad ZZ Top didn't put it on no, record. All right, <laughs> that's true.
0: Okay, all right. Do we want to call it definitive or do we feel like those those four? I, I think know. I think it's some combo of the yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, all right. All right, now we move on to Mr. Kyle. Easy
1: mode. Yeah, I think this is easier. Yeah. <laughs> Number 1, fiddlehead.
2: Yeah, 100%. Mm. Number 2, howdy. Yeah, howdy's in there. I, Turnstile might be a top 3, I think. You know. It's close.
1: I think so. He did just say he hopes Turnstile in everyone's top 3, but Ooh. again, could be throwing us off the scent. That's I don't true. know. But I remember Kyle specifically said on the Turnstile episode he didn't think it was going to be yeah. in the top three that, that we specifically mm-hmm. said that.
0: And that you, I, it's in your top 10, 100%. I, mm-hmm. I cannot, oh, yeah. if oh, yeah. you walk out of this episode and you don't talk about turnstile, something is horribly <laughs> wrong. But yeah. I think Fiddlehead and Howdy are definitely a lock.
1: Yeah. Is number three, do we double up on Charlie Martin?
0: Or, mm-hmm. You did love War, War on Drugs. He also loved Ooh, that War on Drugs. Yes, drug. he
1: did like mm-hmm. War on Drugs.
0: Yeah. I could see that being a three. Yeah,
1: I don't think he doubled Charlie Martin. I'm going to say War on Drugs. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say Fiddlehead, Howdy, War on Drugs.
3: That, one, two, three. That feels
0: yeah. pretty damn good to me, yeah. actually. Yeah. Okay. All right. you if, guys if, can, if there's
3: one thing about me, it's that I I wear everything on my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Does that mean we got it right? <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out. Hopefully he's like doing the mental calculus. What can I change now? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Spotlight can turn on me. What do you guys think?
1: Spoon? No, I'm just joking. You're
0: uh, spoon released album. That one spoon I know, I know. song. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I so so Reed I, gave me some pause on a couple of them, but I think one for sure we're going to see in Reed's top three is dry cleaning.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's a very Reed pick. For his mm-hmm. top three, I, right, also that definitely
3: think, fit. I also think I also think Courts is going to be on there. Not nah, nah. not Parkour Courts.
2: I don't I'd,
1: think top three. Works.
2: <laughs> I, I think I don't. I don't think that album is going to be in his top three. Okay. I think Walking at a Downtown Pace, the track, is going to be one of his top ten of the year for sure. Okay. Um, but I don't know if the album is yeah. going to make his top.
1: Um. Three. So dry cleaning for sure. What about Tyler the Creator?
2: Oh, oh yeah, I can see that mm-hmm. being like a number three for yeah. him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I in my uh, preliminary guesses, I had that. I think listed yeah. as the number. Yeah. Did I have it as number three. I think. Yeah. I had it as your number three. Okay. And then I also had fiddlehead. I for was going to say I think fiddlehead's probably
2: a number two. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So dry cleaning mm. fiddlehead Tyler. I think so. Okay. I'm content with that.
0: We mm. shall see. One thing's
1: for sure: these are all
3: incredible records. So. Yeah. 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 Agreed.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all positives on this episode, guys. All positive. That was not the most pained yes that Jake has ever said. In they told life. me I can't smack talk y'all.
1: <laughs> My hands are bound. <laughs> Everything's so good. We
0: actually tied him up. We did. We did. Jake, it's a, <laughs> there's a safety word, and we're we're listening for it. Um, all right. So let us get started on our countdown. I'm so excited for this episode. It's going to be great. Um, we are going to go ahead and start with kyle as a way to you know
1: thought we were going to end with kyle oh wait yeah. we're going to end with kyle thank yeah. you thank you
0: the the beer's already yeah. getting to hit me, that yes. rewind um, button yeah <laughs> <laughs> please save that in the edit that will um, <laughs> all right well i guess i am going to start first yeah yeah oh, yeah all right so my number 10 pick for my best of 2021 albums of the year. Here we go. Proof of sound is the album I Smelt by Crum.
1: Not even okay. heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> hmm.
0: I have no feelings. Well, <laughs> so Crumb are a psychedelic rock band from New York, and this is their second full length album that they have self-released. Um, to me, when I think about my kind of favorite, when I think about like my favorite albums of the year, And I think about why I love them so much. In terms of album titles, Ice Melt is so, so perfect for this album. This is a super quiet and spooky listen that kind of sounds like it's sort of at one hand about to kind of melt away and disappear from you. But on the other hand is just this like super like kind of foreboding listen. This is probably like the creepiest thing that I heard all year. Um, It's 10 songs, doesn't even crack a full half hour and they the songs here really bleed into each other pretty seamlessly. It's one of those albums that I really almost don't like to listen to individual tracks. I rather prefer to like listen to it in sequence, like one to 10. Um, And it's just kind of this like really immersive thing. Uh, Crumb are this like really weird band where they're psychedelic. So they, they play a, a lot with sound, but sometimes psychedelic rock can lean a little too heavily on like guitar effects and just sort of this like, sense that, I don't know, like noodly guitar is the way to like expand your mind or something like that. But what I love about Crumb is that for me, the true uh, stars of this band are drummer Jonathan Gillett and bassist Jesse Broder. They basically just steal the whole show for me. They kind of do all of this like cool jazz, like instrumentation in there and these beats that just kind of carry me through each song. Um, and the way that they kind of play with percussion and sort of Create this outline for the rest of the band to get really freaky around. I think is super duper cool. Um, some key tracks for me are the songs BNR, Balloon, Gone, and Tunnel. All that you had. I think they are for fans of Beach House, or if you enjoy it when indie rock gets a little jazzy. I think this could be for you. Uh, if you're looking for an album that's like super immersive and is kind of a sonic wormhole to another world, I think Ice Melts for you. Or my only advice, though, when listening to this album and trying it out, please do it on headphones, please. I think the recording quality and just the music definitely speaks to that kind of like I'm going to sit here and just really kind of be in this kind of thing. Don't turn it up in your car. You could try, I guess, but I just I don't think you would kind of get the same sense from it. So, yeah, that's my that's my ramble on I Melt by Crumb. Um Thought about it for a while. And again, this album isn't one that I turn on a lot because it's just so moody. But when I do, I'm, I'm always really impressed by it.
1: Yeah, I get that. I just have one quick follow-up question. No, we don't want to spend too long. What's up? But you said that you would recommend it for fans of Beach House, but you also said it was cold and foreboding. How do those two things mix? Because I think of Beach House as being very warm and inviting.
0: I, so I think the sort of like dreaminess that Beach House kind of like create is very much kind of what Crumb also sort of, the kind of the realm that they play in for sure. Um, but where Beach House I feel like is more of this like, you know, it's like 3 a.m. and you're like looking out your window at street lights, kind of thing. Crumb is way more like something's wrong. Like something is about to maybe come stab you. Like there's so just it's sort like of like Swamp
3: House. It's liminal Beach space house.
1: music.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so no, I, I think that's the connection, but I see what you mean, Jake. Where Beach House is very kind of like pleasant and I think Crumb can float on that line, but there's always this sense of like dread, like something's about to come get you.
1: I dig it. I'm going to
0: check this out. Yeah. All right, uh, Devin, what is your number 10, my sir?
2: All right, my number 10 is Sucker Supreme from Rosie Tucker. Okay. Rosie okay. Tucker is an LA-based musician. Um, this is their third album. Uh, what I like most about this album is just that they have such a clear, crisp voice that really just holds your attention throughout mm-hmm. the the entire album. Um, and what they do a really good job of is they're able to control their voice and the emotion that it brings and, and like really build some suspense and some... Um, some tension with, with their voice. And I think they do a really, really great job of that. Um, It's a guitar driven indie rock album. Um, It's, it starts off with a couple of catchy tracks. Um, Barbara Ann is just nonstop catchy. I threw that onto our, our internal list of, uh, you know, just top tracks of the year. Um, It's a lot of fun, booming guitars. um, Very, very catchy, obviously. Um, And then also uh, some good tracks on that one Uh, for sale. Ford Pinto is a really fun one as well. Um, uh, again, just what they're able to do with their voice, and also just with the the clarity that they bring on top of you know the grunginess of some of the guitars, I think is great. Um, so, uh, but like I said, For Sale, Ford Pinto is a great track. Um, Ambrosia, Peach Pit is, is a really good closer as it gets towards the end of the album with you know just some booming guitars of a song that, like just slowly builds up to um, you know just sort of a frenzy at the end. Um, and just a really fun album that I really enjoyed, uh, one that I had not heard of prior to this year, but, um, found it on a pitchfork list from back in the spring and just like dug into it. And it was one that I, uh, when I first listened to it a couple of times, I was like, I know I really enjoyed that. Not sure it was going to be a top 10 kind of thing, but I just found myself returning to it here and there. And, uh, you know, you've mentioned like maybe a best time to listen to this one. I found that I listened to this one most in the car of all times, which is kind of odd for me because most of the time I like to listen to, uh. You know, you know, music in my office or on my headphones. But yeah. this was one where it was just—it's a really good driving album. It's just fun. It's upbeat. I like it. Yeah. Cool, Rosie Tucker, right? Yes, Rosie Tucker. Cool, mm-hmm. Sucker Supreme.
0: Sucker Supreme. That's a great. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. a great name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good title. Dope. All right, Jake. You ready,
1: yeah, I'm ready. Number 10: uh, My number 10 is one. So, like, I like Devin mentioned, 10 was a hard number. You know, I felt one through nine was easy, and 10, there were a lot of contenders. So, ultimately, when one out is I went with the album that you know, these are all albums I listen to about equally, but I went with the one that I think is going to be one I can continue to dig into over time, yeah. Uh, and so for number 10, I went with An Overview on Phenomenal Nature by Cassandra Jenkins. Wow. Okay. okay. A great, okay. Record. okay. Yeah. great record. Yeah, Which is uh, a singer-songwriter type album. But when I say singer-songwriter, I think the first thing you think of is like a uh, person with acoustic guitar, kind of Joni Mitchell-esque thing. And that's not really what Cassandra Jenkins is. Yeah. Um, I like to liken her to If Yola Tango Were the Creative Vehicle Ooh, of Georgia yes. Hubley. Yeah. Whoa, mm. yeah. Yeah. And so this album, for me, has that nice, quiet, hushed feeling you get from Yola Tango, but with those strange eruptions of fuzz that you sometimes get from them. Um, like on the opening track, Michelangelo, there's this great fuzzy guitar solo that comes in. Um, but for me, Cassandra Jenkins does this weird thing where I like to listen to her for her lyricism. The music is great, but she's got a wonderful sense of poetry to the way she writes. Yeah. Um, and I think for our listeners, if you're trying to judge whether or not you want to listen to this album, the opening line from Michelangelo, um, I'm a three-legged dog working with what I've got and part of me will always be looking for what I've lost is like... The perfect selling point. That's yeah. such a great line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, And she's got tons of those. Like on um, what's probably the biggest song from it, Hard Drive, yeah. um, the great wordplay of hard drive, like a computer hard drive, and then a hard drive, like a difficult yeah. time to drive a car. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about driving to therapy in that song. Yeah. So just a lot of great wordplay, subtle lyricism. Um, she makes you feel things. And it feels like she recorded that album like centimeters away from the microphone yes. in, the, the, yeah. in a closet. Like, she sounds like she's in the room with you when you mm-hmm. listen to it. So love that album. Uh, I think it's fantastic. And it beats out a few other very good albums for the number 10 slot for me.
0: Yeah. And hard, I've seen Hard Drive top uh, year-end list of the best mm-hmm. song of the year so yeah. far. Yeah. Which is super cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you were even into into Cassandra Jenkins. Well, right? it came out so early in the
1: year. Yeah. We yeah. never really got a chance to talk about it because yeah. we didn't have a podcast yet. Yeah. Um, but, you yeah, know, I tried to go back and look at the whole year. I hate when year-end lists have that yeah. bias towards the last half of the year totally so i wanted to make sure i was given equal attention and cassandra jenkins came out like early february i think yeah fantastic album want to recognize it it is a 2021 album through and through cool
3: yeah i think that's one as if we like jake said if we had a podcast the whole year we all would have talked about that album Yeah. it's great
0: it had a it had a big moment i know that mm-hmm. she was about to tour with um david berman of, of silver jews before he died unfortunately so mm-hmm. that that would have brought her to an even bigger audience but No, good pick, Jake, for sure. Solid number 10. Um, Kyle, what you got, sir?
3: Yeah, so, um, you know, I'll I'll say before I say it, kind of how Jake prefaced his list, excuse me. Um, As I've gotten older, uh, my lists are always more just what I think I'm going to be listening to longer compared to when I was younger. I would make lists that I thought it was like a more, you know, impressive output, and I may not listen to it next year at all. So keep that in mind as I read all this. But anyway, number 10... It is a band from New York City called Spirit Was. Um, The album is called Heaven's Just a Cloud. Um, It's the so the band Level Up was a huge band Uh, a few years ago. They were on Double Double Whammy, and then I think they even signed to um, yeah Sub Pop. They they had an album out in Sub Pop. Um, But the the three members of Level Up broke up, and they've all formed their own bands. And this is the the band from um, Nick Corbo. Uh, So it's kind of you know. The way I sum it up is if, if you've ever wanted to headbang to a Jason Molina or Songs Ohio song, um, this would be the, the great way to do that. Frequently. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's folky at times. It's a little like 90s college rocky at times. Um, but no matter what kind of vibe it's giving off, it's furious all the time. It's mm. just like an uh, onslaught to your ears where it's not heavy in like a hardcore sense. But it's just a, a very heavy album. Um, the first song, you know, if if someone does decide to listen to this, don't judge it from the first song. I wish he wouldn't have chose it as the first song because like the last minute of the song is just like blast beats and screaming. And I don't think it really plays with the rest of the album well. But um, this album did come out in October, and I think if it would have come out earlier in the year, it would have been much higher on my list. I just didn't have as much time with it as I would like. Um, but some, some tracks to, that st- stood out to me were Stranger to the One, um, I Saw the Wheel, and Proven Water Rights. Um, and then, uh, kind of, you know, if, if you want to know what they sound like, or, you, or if you do listen to them and you want something a little similar, um, I, I would say they kind of sound like, well, they, they sound a lot like the band Pile. Um, Ooh, okay. Uh, I got some vibes of the band True Widow, and then, like I said, Songs Ohio oh, or Magnolia Electric Company got those vibes as well.
0: It's so interesting that I wouldn't, I would never compare uh, Songs of High, like any Jason Molina thing with pile, but that combination, I'm just like, what? I gotta know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. And that is Spirit Was? Spirit Was, uh, Heaven's Just a Cloud. Dope. Cool.
1: We made our first trip around the sun, y'all. Oh my God.
0: We've done it. (laughs) Let's
1: do it nine more times.
0: (laughs) Here we go. My number nine pick is... A Way Forward by Nation of Language. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. okay.
1: So- Man, I did not do my read research this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nation of Language is a new wave band from New York City, and they are on a record label called Pious, which I think is actually like a, a collective of record labels from what I could read. But anyway, um, they are a band that I I think they released this album in like early November. So I think on my list, they are the band that's like released the album closest to this recording date, if if that makes sense. Like, this is like the newest thing, I guess, on my list. And I think I, you know, they came out in 2020 with their debut album, which was called Introduction Presence. And that's where I first heard about them. And there was just a lot of buzz behind that album. But I'll be honest and say, I have not listened to Introduction Presence. I've heard so many people talk about it. I can assume what it sounds like based on this album, but like th- I, that was not my entry point basically. I just had heard of Nation of Language so much that when this album dropped, I was like, you know what? I'll just dive in. I'll put it on a playlist. We'll just see what happens. And I immediately fell in love. And I think what it is is that sometimes,, um, with like new wave or like synth pop, for me, especially the stuff that sounds like it came straight out of like the early 80s to mid 80s or whatever, it can start to sound a little like it's like retro, but it starts to sound just retro for retro's sake, if that makes sense. Like it's not really building on anything. Um, And I always find that kind of boring. But what I love about Nation of Language is I feel like they have songs that um, are totally indebted to Depeche Mode, Human League, New Order, like that era of music. But then they occasionally kind of push into more interesting territory. So I think on this album, you've got an amazing balance between like straight up songs that I think sound like hits, like just sound like amazing songs that you could play in front of anybody. But then you also have kind of these moodier numbers that, um, I don't know, kind of maybe take you down some unexpected left turn roads and stuff with this sort of sound, which I, which I love. Um, I, I What I really love too is that the, the lead singer, his name is Richard Devaney. If you know me and you've talked to me long enough, you know that I'm a big national fan. This guy sounds so much like Matt Berninger. It's crazy, but it's not like the super deep baritone voice it's more or less just kind of how he emotes and kind of how especially he hits those high notes like that's what i hear and it doesn't sound like a copycat but it's just that kind of like familiar itch that i love but um i think if you listen to our previous episode and i know kyle that you you uh recommended the artist black marble which kind of Mm -hmm. maybe plays with a similar sound i think you would also love nation of language for sure Um, the, the album, I've got it kind of split up into some key tracks where you have straight up anthems, uh, which can veer from across that fine line, which has this amazing bass groove that it starts off with. And it just keeps going, uh, the song wounds of love, which is just classic eighties. It's got this super emotional mournful love ballad kind of thing. And the, the chorus, he says, um, he says, can I get, ever get past the wounds of love? And then you hear, you hear him kind of in tone, After he says that chorus where he goes, no, no, no. And it's just like, it fucking melts my heart, man. I love it so much. And then this fractured mind for me, if there was any song that you were going to listen to and try this album out with, it's that one. It is just the most like, oh, this band could sell out stadiums if they wanted to. Um, But then you also have your weirder songs like In Manhattan, Former Self and Grey Commute, which... Kind of take more time and are kind of this slower, kind of more um, teased out kind of thing. Uh, just way more moodier, darker, just kind of go in less of a friendly direction. But one that I think is still pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so definitely for fans of 80s synth pop, uh, for fans of anthems, for sure. So Jake, this might be for you. And the- <laughs> trying
1: to get me, <laughs> trying to get me.
0: And then uh, for fans of The National, for sure. I just think that Richard Devaney sounds so much like Matt Berninger. Like, if you're a big National fan, you'll just kind of perk up when you hear it, for sure. But um, I love this album a lot. And honestly, had we recorded this episode at a later date, it may have creeped further than number nine. It may have been kind of the seven or six range for me. But love this album so much.
1: Speaking of Devaney... Devin, what's your number nine? Nice.
2: (laughs) Really quick, I do want to call out, that album is very, very solid. I enjoyed it. I've only given it one listen so far. Uh, The synth work is very good. Yes. Very good. It's crispy. It's it's very, very good. Very crispy, like a tortilla chip. Yes. All right, my number nine is the album Yak, a collection of truck songs (laughs) by the band Angel Dust. If you need an album... To make you happy, yep. listen to this album. Oh my God. It's just yep. pure, it, it's just nothing but a smile on your face. Like there's yep. no way to listen to this and not be happy once you get to the, to the end of it. Yep. Uh, and it's very strange because this is a band that is basically a conglomerate of the bands Turnstile and Trapped Under Ice, uh, Baltimore, both, or Baltimore, bass bands, or both of those, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We're looking at Kyle because he's our yeah. he's our source. <laughs> yeah, I knew yes. Trapped Under Ice was. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is uh, an album that is mostly acoustic, but it has you know electric guitar at just the right moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the musicianship is really interesting across all of this. Um, it is something where it's you know mostly acoustic guitar led, um, but it's played as if you were at a hardcore show, which is something that I think is really fun about it. Yeah, um, but again you really can't be in a bad mood after listening to this album. Um, there's just so much going on with it that, that is really fun. It just puts yeah. you in a good mood. Uh, Big Bite, No Vacancy, both of those are really good songs. I also like Fearsome. Uh, Love is the Greatest is one that you just like can't get out of your head. Like You hear it and you're just like, yeah, it's just catchy and good. Um, but yeah, that was one where um, I found that one probably in October or something like that. I want to say we were all talking about it and we were just like, what is this album? Yeah. I was like, well, I like it. So yeah. yeah. I think I it came it. out in October too, but yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No.
3: It, yeah, that, that band's incredible. And I think if anybody does listen to them and, and is, is like, this is an incredible album, just as an exercise or, or an experiment, yeah, it would be fun to start their first album and work your way towards Yak because they started as a straight up hardcore band that sounds exactly like turnstile and then as every record has changed much like turnstile their styles have changed a little bit every record till they they finally realized what they wanted to sound like with yak and, and they knocked it out of the park yeah it's
4: yeah.
0: great no uh, devin i echo you this is such a fun album i yeah it's it's also uh, a big one for me this year for sure
1: I can't wait till it shows up on another list <laughs> <laughs>
0: De- Jake, what you got for number nine?
1: Um, so in 2021, I found myself moving away from my typical music comfort food and into strange new territory. Um, so a lot of the albums on my list do things that I consider unique, novel, never quite been done that way before. And number nine is the first example of that on my list, and there will be more. Uh, But number nine is Bright Green Field by Squid. Yeah. Squid. Squid. Yes. So this is Squid's debut album, but they've been around for a little while. People have been hearing Squid songs for a few years now. Uh, But this is the debut album. And, you know, they are the unholy love child of the B-52s, Fish and the Dismemberment Plan. (laughs) Um, So if that sounds like something you'd be into, absolutely check it out. Um, this is one of those where I feel like you have to drop the caveat out front. If you're not up for a weird vocal, right. Don't touch it with yeah. a 10 yeah. foot Fra- from
2: track one. It mm-hmm. just goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, it is an album that I love because you know, weird vocals at this point just don't really mm-hmm. phase me. Um, but if you are not down with like, I would say, if you're not even down with like cake, like if you don't like that kind of talk mm-hmm. rhythmic sing thing, Like kind of singing, kind of talking, kind of just a rhythm instrument. This might not be for you because it's got that similar cadence. And then also B-52s and Dismemberment Plan. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with those vocal styles, you'll get with it. It's got funk elements and prog elements and punk elements. And Mm -hmm. it's just all over the place. Uh, This is a band that knows how to play their instruments, but they never overplay the songs. Um, and overplaying, you know, when you have this kind of weird blend can be an issue for some bands. They want to overdo it to kind of show how unique they are. Squid's not worried about how unique they are. They, these are songs that are written because that's the exact song that they wanted to make. Yeah, And that's what I appreciate about it. Um, so standout tracks for me. Um, there is a short. Kind of intro track, but the first proper track is GSK, Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite songs of the year. Mm -hmm. Freaking fantastic song. (laughs) Um, Love the bass groove that just pulses through that song. It drives you through. Um, uh, Boy Racer is one I like a lot. I like Boy Racer too. 2010 is so good. Um, So this album's fantastic. If I have one thing that held it to nine and didn't get it higher, is that as a full front to back listen, it can be exhausting. This might be one you want to just cherry pick every now and then. I do recommend a full listen at some point, but you might just want to cherry pick most of the time. And that's fine. You know, we have places for albums like that. Sure. But if I want to put some album in like the top, top, I want it to be something I want to take a full on dunk in. And it didn't quite get to that level, even though I love every song on it. I just don't necessarily love fifty-four minutes of it of angular
3: dissidence. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it can be a
0: lot. No, I I I was telling Jake that um, I was a big fan of Squid's uh, Town Center EP that they dropped. I think two years ago. I listened to that so much. Great album art on that too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when Bright Green Field dropped, it personally didn't quite hit it for me. But those songs are still so crazy. The song Paddling so good and it's kind of like what squid does too is i feel like they take you somewhere and then they leave you on the side of the road and they say stay there like we're just they just drive away and you're like what happened like like a boy
1: racer has like the song and then there's like a whole section of it where you're just kind of like where's the song (laughs) and then they bring it back yeah yeah, it's 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 great bright green field by squid that's my number nine
3: and they announced a u.s tour today Oh, see. really? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Not here,
3: obviously, but... Oh, well. but of you know, course
1: not. Nashville and Atlanta. Yeah,
0: so. okay. Birmingham, they know they're too weird for Birmingham, yeah. for yeah. sure. Um, Kyle, what you got for number nine?
3: I'm gonna stay in the same country, and uh, I'm gonna... My number nine is uh, Slow Tie, Tyrone. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, Slow Tie's British rapper, um, Northampton, UK. This is one of those records that... So I I really enjoyed his last record, Nothing Great About England, which came out in 2019. And I thought it really put him out there and put his name in the scene. And it was it's a hard album to top. And so when this first came out, it didn't really land with me as much as I wanted it to. And then as the year went on, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna listen to Slow Tie. And then I was like, oh, this album is really clicking now. Um, but yeah, if, if you're not familiar with Slow Tie, um, he has his own brand of very abrasive, uh, British hip-hop, which, you know, British hip-hop grime, you know, in its own right is abrasive. Um, but, you know, it, it borders, I would say, on, on a line of like a punk ethos almost. Uh, almost. Um, but yeah, it, it's chaotic, it's it's British, and uh, this one he did kind of a neat thing uh, that's not really original, but it was still neat, where it, it's just a regular full-length, but he split it into two albums. Uh, you know, the, the first half of the album, all, all the song titles are in all caps, and they're the more um, abrasive of the group. And in the second half, they're all lowercase, and it's the more introspective and quiet. Um, so you kind of get both sides of Slow Tie there. I think he's grown up a lot. A big complaint with his last one was he's kind of childish and immature and uh, you know, kind of there for the show. Um, so he, he has dialed that back a little bit, and I also think he's kind of shed away the, the moniker of being British hip-hop uh, and it's just kind of being hip hop now. Um, some standout tracks. Are, uh, my favorite on the album was NHS. Uh, that was the first single off the album, uh, kind of praising the, the health care workers in the UK during the pandemic. Um, but then Canceled is great. Uh, Feel Away and Mazza. Um, you know, if, if you're into acts like JPEG Mafia or Injury Reserve, you're going to really dig this. Um, and I would even say it's a little like uh, Little Sims, who also put out an amazing record this year. It didn't quite make my list, but uh, a great record in its own right, too. Um, so yeah, you're in for a wild ride with this one, but it's it's great from
0: beginning to end. Um, so I have not listened to Slow Tie, but Kyle, I'm interested. You said that you know his last album, what people sort of complained about was that like, man, this guy needs to grow up. He's like immature or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that this album sort of has the aggressive side and then you kind of have that kind of lowercase like softer side yeah is this the first time we've heard like a softer side from slow tie before
3: yeah yeah the last one was just again an incredible record but it's just an onslaught you know it just starts and doesn't stop and it's just in your face you know it's like it's like you're at a, a picnic and that bug won't leave your face it's just always right there and you're swatting away and it won't go anywhere and it just stays in your face um, so this album picks up where that one left off, but then halfway through he, he kind of pulls the reins in a little bit and it's just a lot more chill and relaxed and this the second half, the quiet is where that NHS song is and it's um, you know he even says towards the end like in an almost laughing voice, this is such a happy song because it doesn't have many happy songs, you know, his are usually angry or sad, so huh. So kind
0: yeah. of a maybe a turning point for him. Too. yeah,
3: cool. I mean, I'm very interested to see where he goes from here.
0: Cool. All right. And you said for fans of just like, you know, kind of UK rap already. Yeah.
3: Or even like, you know, like JPEG Mafia or or Injury Reserve are are both East Coast. But it's that more uh, aggressive, um, you know, I I don't want to use the word artsy, but kind of artsy rap and hip hop. Um, But yeah, if if you're fans of those at all, um, it'll be right up your alley.
0: Cool. Cool. All right, slow tie. Well, now we move on to number eight. We're working through, y'all. We're doing good. Yes, we're doing real good. My number eight, Yak, a collection of truck songs by <laughs> yes. Duck. I've never heard of this. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and, and Devin, I'll, I'll keep this short because I feel like you you teed it up really well. We kind of know that they're from, uh, you know, we we know that they're from Baltimore. We know that it's like half uh, trapped mm-hmm. under ice, half of turnstile. And yeah, I think the thing, and you've already said it too, like the thing that is so extraordinary to me about this album is that it is kind of like a power pop album, but Mm -hmm, played mm -hmm. with the ferocity and force of a punk album. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool. Like it is so crazy how these songs are. And it's such a creative album. I love how it is so catchy and so hooky, but there are so many moments where like, they'll kind of veer into this territory kind of like squid. Maybe where like, they kind of leave the point of the song and they just start doing something else. And you're like, (laughs) how did we get, but I'm not unhappy about it, you know? So the, the song that I want to shout out is the song all the way dumb, which I love because it starts with this, like kind of charging, you know, kind of like almost strokes like riff that it just kind of rides for about two minutes and all of a sudden this bass groove kicks in, It's like boom ba dum ba da 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 That's like a total different rhythm than the rest of this song.
1: That was Are You a Bassist? <laughs> That's so
0: good. How did you know? <laughs> but then the um all so this this bass kicks in, and then all of a sudden these strings come in and just start slicing through the song like we're the we're on the Beatles Abbey Road all of a sudden. And I'm like, where did this come from? And you're like, okay the song's about to end. We're getting to the closer. And then all of a sudden it comes back. The chorus comes (laughs) back. The guitars are bigger than ever. And it's like on this like stop, start rhythm that just blows my mind. I think this album is so much fun. Just like you said, it is, it just sounds like a bunch of hardcore kids kind of like getting into a bunch of paint and a bunch of materials that they haven't before and just having a total blast. And it's awesome. Uh, I would say it's for fans of Turnstile. If you've listened to Turnstile, but you haven't listened to this, like you should. I think you should be prepared that it's not straight up like a hardcore punk album by any means. But it is kind of has that same similar sense of like fun experimentation with the form. Um, Also, I'll say if you are a Weezer fan or a Green Day fan, or you just like kind Mm -hmm. of like upbeat, happy rock music that just kind of goes, try this out. It may be for you, you know, even if you're Mm -hmm. not into punk traditionally, I think this could be for you
3: my uh, the uh, two things and then we can move on because we've already talked about it my buddy mark in baltimore where they're from has always been a big angel Dust fan but with every new record they've gone towards this sound he's kind of gotten away from them yeah and when this came out i was like mark what do you think it's great and he's like man i think it sounds like the wiggles (laughs) but but i have a question that i want to ask and and i know we said we're not going to shit talk so i'm not Hmm. opening up i'm sorry uh but jake you're being really quiet about this one Do you have any feelings about it at all? I listened
1: to it one time. That's just not enough exposure. I liked it. Okay. Okay. But just one listen. You were just being quiet, so I just wanted to give you the ground if you wanted to. No, no ground (laughs) needed. I think it's pretty good. I just didn't spend time with it. Okay.
0: Um, The other songs that I wanted to shout out, and I won't talk about them, but again, All the Way Done for me is just the most like, what is this band doing kind of moment? But I also love the song Dancing on the Radio, which Mm -hmm. has a guest appearance from Tim Armstrong from (laughs) Rancid and Operation (laughs) Ivy, where he just sort of like speak sings about like organizing a collective piece and i'm like i don't know what you're doing but i'm glad you're here uh the song fearsome is great i love Mm -hmm. the barrel house like piano in that song Mm -hmm. it's super cool and then the song never ending game Mm -hmm. is one that i have played like i want to say every other day for since october I, i love that song so much it would be like top five of this year for me but yeah all right moving on devin
2: number eight my number eight is Happy Birthday Rat Boy. What? From Rat Boys. Is Which is arguably an album <laughs> and also arguably like a sort of companion piece, sort of like re-recording of some previous works. But I really dig this album. Yes. So yes.
0: I'm yeah. S- this is great. Okay. I know. I, I All mean, right.
2: To mm-hmm. be
1: fair, we're the ones that decided that Devin didn't like Rat Boys. Yeah. Not yeah. Devin. That's, that's, out that's of, probably Out
2: true. of nowhere. With no context. <laughs> yeah. We started an episode and someone said, hey, you hate Rat Boys. And I was like, wait, what? What? Since when? <laughs> Yeah. Uh Chicago band Rap Boys, they dropped this album. It's like I said, sort of a mix between a full album and like a companion piece. It's a re recording of some older works of theirs. Yep. Um as well as I believe one new comp- one completely new track on this album. Going outside. Going outside, yeah. 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 Uh twenty twenty should have been a bigger year for them than it was uh, really for a lot of bands to be honest but their release of uh the previous album printer's devil was really solid and then they couldn't tour because of it so that really threw a wrench into not only their plans but plenty of other bands obviously
3: not to Mm -hmm. before you go on Mm -hmm. the tour they were supposed to go on Mm -hmm. was with wilco
2: yes really yeah wow uh but um this is an album where the first half feels quite restrained but it's in just the right ways like everything that is there has its place and there's nothing there that shouldn't be it works really really well it's very clean it works out awesomely um and then you get uh the second track is uh down the river there's a line in there so take my meaning and throw it in the river and if it drowns, I guess it's not a witch. And that Ooh, makes me smile every time I hear it, just because yeah. it's, it's such a silly line, but it's also, like, it makes you think. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, it's one of those tracks that you can't help but enjoy when you're listening to it. Sure. Um, it's that jangly, fun guitar. It's upbeat, that sort of thing. It's very indie. Um, and then... Um, you get to the track "Space Blows" and the album sort of takes a turn because they crank up the electric guitar and then they're like, "Oh no, hey, we're still a rock band, by the way." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's this is an album that I really enjoy. Uh, the song "Collected" is really good. That song really takes off at times with the soaring guitars. Um, Julia Steiner, her voice, she yeah, could sing great. anything from Faye Webster to Paramore, and I'm here for it. Yeah, like she's just really really good yeah um i dig this album Uh, this is one where as i was kind of like organizing my my back you know few albums of the list i was like yeah this one's definitely up there it's in there yeah Yeah. i had a mix i gave this one a listen i was like oh yeah that one's it yeah
0: i this is such a pleasant surprise because happy birthday rap boy is one that came out kind of way earlier this year and i also really enjoyed it and it's not on my top 10 but it 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 is great and it just shows the power of this band, I think. I yeah. think we're all big fans of Rat Boys at yes. this point. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Love yeah. Rat Boys.
3: I'm
0: um, glad I got a mention because it oh, wasn't yeah. going to, for me. Yeah. No. Yeah. I,
3: like uh-uh. I-, I love this band, but it wasn't on my list either. No. Mm-hmm.
0: But the song Go Outside is, mm-hmm. if. That's a top song for sure. Yeah. And if I feel that like if The slide
3: guitar. The slide oh, yeah. guitar.
0: And it, it just to me, if you've lived through the last two years and that song does not touch you some way i don't know how like it, it's just so good for for these times for sure but love that ha- yeah happy birthday rat boys happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> uh jake what you got for number eight, jake eight.
1: <laughs> glow on by turnstile oh my god okay, it's the wow. first mention <laughs> yeah, okay so i'm not gonna go too deep into it because i know hmm. it's gonna get at least one maybe two maybe three mentions later i don't yeah. know um, but I'll just say, I love this album. I think it's great. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, the only reason it doesn't rank higher is because there are seven albums that I liked more. And that's, that's really what it boils down to. It's just such a good album. Um, I really liked time and space and I thought, wow, turnstile is great. Where can they possibly go from here? Mm-hmm. Here. This is where they can go yeah, from here. Yeah. Um, glow on's fantastic. It's fun. It elevates their songwriting. They've got such a knack for just quick, juicy pop but still true to their hardcore roots songcraft mm-hmm. it's great um and i'll throw out my favorite track i'll only throw out the one because i know others want to talk about theirs is tlc turnstile love connection mm-hmm. yeah. I like that um i love mm-hmm. any song that drops a sly in the family stone reference yeah. at the end so you know i love that one uh, great song great album turnstile glow on i'll save the rest of it for later hmm.
0: <laughs> the only thing i'll say Is that uh, for as much as Jake and I have disagreed on this podcast, we have the same favorite from Glow on. I also love TLC so much.
1: I want to thank you (laughs) for letting me be myself.
0: I love it! Oh my god! And it, we will touch on it more
3: later, but just getting it out there now—they're yeah. going to be on the Seth Meyers show next week. So that's going to be something to
2: watch. I am about time that something good happened to this band. <laughs> <did>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. no, <laughs> so been good. Such a so down good. year. Yeah. You're so ignored. Will this
0: be their first? Will this be their TV TV TV, TV debut? <laughs> <David>? Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I'm I'm so
1: excited to see Turnstile on TV.
0: I'm an Alabama boy. Okay, Kyle, what you got for number eight?
3: Uh, so number eight, I've got uh, History of a Feeling by Maddie Diaz. All right, um, This was one of those that really crept up on me. Um, I don't listen, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I don't really listen to lyrics that much. Who'd have thought? Um, yeah. But this is one of those that, like, from the first lyric, it puts its hooks in you and doesn't let go, and damn it, you're going to cry. But it is, uh, like you were saying about the, um, uh, Cassandra Jenkins, uh, I, I feel like she also recorded this like in a cave surrounded by foam or something. It's so quiet. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, uh, I, the, what I wrote here, and, and I think it's spot on, is it's like Phoebe Bridgers for 30 year olds. I love Phoebe Bridgers. There's nothing wrong with Phoebe Bridgers, but, you know, there is that kind of adolescent side to her music. Um, there's times where their voices sound the exact same. But then there's other times where Maddie Diaz does her own thing. But but to its core, it is a heartbreak breakup album in a year of great breakup albums. Um, but it's, you know, at times it's it's quiet, like a, a warm blanket on a rainy day right after you got broken up with. And then other times it's like a, this driving like revenge plot in like a, like a coming of age movie um, where it's just loud and emotional and, and, and she's laying it all out there. Um but yeah, if this record catches me on the right day, it's gonna break me down, you know, to, to my core. It is she lays it all out there? She doesn't hide anything, and she's got a beautiful, beautiful voice. Um, Man and me is a great song. Woman in my heart and crying in public. Um, three, if you if you could only listen to three songs from this album, those are the ones. Um, you know, if you're fans of, like I said, Phoebe Bridgers. Um, any Katie Crutchfield project, Waxahachie, you know mm-hmm. P.S. Eliot, um, the Ackleys, or even Cat Power, if, if you like early, especially early Cat Power, um, you're going to be a big fan of this record.
0: Yeah, I, I think, she, and you mentioned the Waxahachie thing, I think she's actually going on tour with Waxahachie mm-hmm. and opening for her for yeah. a couple dates soon, yeah. yeah. Um, I've only listened to this album, I think, once, and Kyle, I think you captured it so well. I think the thing that I walked away with is that it is so honest and unflinching and just like, it'll grab you by the heart Man. and just pound you right there. It's, mm-hmm. it's so good. Yeah.
1: All right. Siete. <laughs> That's Spanish for next. <laughs>
0: Got him. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Number seven. The House is Burning by Isaiah Rashad. Oh, ah, okay. yeah. Okay. So it's a callback. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A callback. So Isaiah Rashad is a rapper from Chattanooga, Tennessee. He's signed to Top Dog Entertainment. Um, and of course, this may sound familiar, as, as the boys have already said, because I've talked about him on a previous episode, on episode four. And I remember at the time, I talked about how much I had grown to really like this album a lot uh, after kind of my first listen, leaving me a little cold. Like I just kept kind of listening. And I was like, wait, there's more and more and more here. And I think I remember saying like, you know, it's good, but I think it's like too long and I don't think it's going to crack anywhere near my top 10. Well, it's here. And I think part of the reason for me that it's here is that when I think about, you know, my top 10 favorite albums, I also start to think about what are the top 10 albums that I listened to the most this year and returned to the most. And I would be lying if I said that I did not return to uh, The House is Burning, at least like. Every couple weeks, probably. I think what would happen is that I would hear one song and I'd be like, man, that song's really good. I'm going to go ahead and just go tour through these like 18 tracks again. And every time I would just become enamored again. Um, If you happen to miss that episode or you've never listened to Isaiah Rashad, he is this uh, rapper who I think has had a a really difficult last couple years. And this is kind of him emerging from uh, probably some, maybe the hardest years in his life. And This album is this really murky, druggy, dreamy journey through a man's mind who I think is struggling to overcome demons and not fall back into bad habits. I think he's constantly wrestling with himself to kind of go back on his old ways, but then also trying to kind of tell himself and others the wisdom that he's learned through his struggles. And I, I just love it. I, he kind of wraps his, his songs in this really kind of like muffled, croaky sort of delivery. And I think that may turn off a lot of people. But for me, it kind of made me put my ear closer to the speaker and really start to kind of understand what cryptic messages and lessons he's trying to put out there. And I I think this is one, it's a puzzle box that I think I'm just going to keep returning to, honestly. I, I just love it so much, and I know that he's got a really celebrated kind of back discography from here, and I cannot wait to become even more of an Isaiah Rashad fan than I am now, because I think he's really special. Um, key tracks for me are R.A.P. Young, his flow is super tight, the chorus on this song is just so flawless, I love it so much. Uh, the song Lay With You, which I didn't talk about this one during the episode, but it uh, features this Memphis rapper named Dupe Deuce. And he comes in on his feature like a screaming nuclear warhead. And it is awesome. I'm going to cuss, but he basically just comes in and says, What the fuck? All of a sudden. And it is just, it makes me feel like I can chew through cinder blocks like bubble gum. It is just the most high energy thing. I love it so much. Um, The song All Herb is probably still my favorite from this one. It's swirling. It's psychedelic. It's got this skittering drum beat and these kind of like jingle bells in the beat that just keeps me so entranced. And then the song Claymore is this like buttery, smooth, kind of like R and B ballad that totally shows to me that Isaiah Rashad could like switch to singing if he wanted to, and I would totally buy that album. Um for fans of jazz rap, for fans of growers, I think you do need to be really patient with this one. And if you're not into that I understand, but if, if you can give it just a couple listens and really kind of let this very low-key charmer into your life, I think it'll really surprise you. So so yeah, Isaiah Rashad's The House is Burning, one of my favorites, for sure.
2: There All you right. go. There you go. Yeah, one thing that about that album that I think I have made the mistake on is that I listen to it most in the car. Mm-hmm. And because, like you said, it, it is one of those where you think you've got to listen very closely, I think I've missed out on parts of that album that I would have appreciated better otherwise. Um, but especially as you get towards the back half of that album and the bass really goes. Yeah, it's a fun car. Listen, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Those last two tracks too,
0: I I think are really cool. The last one too, he he I think it's like a five minute long thing, and I feel like he just really kind of like let's go. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. But but yeah, try it out if you haven't heard it. Let's move on to Devon's number seven.
2: Well, boys, you're wrong. Uh oh. Because at number seven, instead of in the top three, is Woman on the Internet from Orla Gartland. Uh, that was the one I was ah, least committed to. Okay, okay, okay. 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 All right. I knew she was right, showing up. I right. was committed to Head that your one. bets yeah. a little bit. Head yeah. your bets a
0: little bit.
1: You're such a mystery that I thought if I can just get in the top 10, I'm doing well. Okay. Right. Yeah. okay, I'm just
2: glad Orla's here. I yes. can't wait. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's here, she's yeah. here. I've got to support the fellow gingers. Yes. <laughs> this is an album that uh, I found really out of the blue um, on Spotify one day. Um, I found uh, it was an EP release of some of the singles. Uh, really dug it, was waiting for this album to come out. And when it did... Uh, It's really just stuck with me from that point on. Um, Outside of a couple of albums that I've listened to, mostly for the podcast, uh, this was one of my top played um, of the year. And it's one that not only have I enjoyed a lot, my wife has really enjoyed it. Uh, We've shared it with a few other people as well. Um, This is uh, her debut LP, um, Irish singer-songwriter Orla Gartland. Um, She's released several EPs and many singles over the course of the last several years, um, mostly a lot of like YouTube work where she started off doing covers, that sort of thing, um, and then into her own original sound. And then uh, this album, you know, she finally dropped it. This was one that she sought from the start to drop this herself, created her own record label, recorded it herself everything. um, And I think she succeeded in making this album sound like her. And it's one where you cannot escape that her personality and her voice is the thing that works in this album. And so the lyricism, I think, is really great. You cannot help but see that she is the one behind this and there's nobody else that's really like, you know, turning things here and there or, or changing what her voice would be. Um, I've really stuck with this one, um, one that I've really enjoyed very much. Um, I hope that she gets a chance to tour in the U.S. I don't know that she will anytime soon, but I'm really hoping she does because I will absolutely be there uh, as well as my wife. Uh, but Zombie is one of the tracks on here. It's a great take on toxic masculinity. Uh, Madison is a track that has those really great moments when she goes for those really, really, really high notes. Um, she just dropped um, a version of that track where she recorded it outside with several other um artist um uh the artist uh dodie i think was one of the ones that um recorded with her she actually is one of the guitarists for when she performs live at times as well oh cool um but uh that was a really fun uh track uh and then the song that oddly enough has kind of stuck with me is towards the back half of the album but the song codependency um i'm a sucker for choppy guitars and just that (laughs) driving just like nonstop fun um yeah it's an upbeat track it's one that i really enjoy uh, but this is an album that has stuck with me a lot um, since it dropped as well as the singles beforehand. But uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed this one.
1: Yeah, and I got to reiterate what I iterated mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on the podcast where we talked about this, which is that this album is Elton John approved and it sounds like it. It's yeah, just got that same Elton Johnish pop songcraft, but updated for 2021. So if you enjoy good poppy sounds, but not like unartistic pop, this yeah. is a good album for you, I think.
0: Well, and... I- I just want to say, too, I, and I don't mean to get, like, overly sentimental or anything, but I just think, and it's not even the ginger connection, but I just think this is one of those albums, and I feel like this is what we kind of share on this podcast, but, like, this is one of those albums that I'm always going to associate with Devin Creeley yeah. forever. Yes, ever, for sure. Right? Like, yeah. I'm so glad that she's here. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you love her. That's It's awesome.
1: Disappointed it's not in the top three, though. I know. <laughs> I, know. I thought we had you. What but... could that mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mysterious. Exactly
1: what we thought it would <laughs> mean. You're unreadable.
0: Um, Jake. What's number
1: seven? Well, Devin, I want you to turn up the compression because number seven. Here we go is ultra pop oh my god oh. by the arm
2: i've still yet to find a recording of this album that works correctly i don't know what it is yeah <laughs> oh
1: no you found exactly the right <laughs> all thing all right all right um mm, wow talk about albums that are not inviting at <laughs> all no <laughs> yeah. um, this yeah. album has required reading i almost didn't want to talk about it on the podcast because i thought who can i recommend this to no one yeah um so i'm not going to don't listen to this album Unless me saying that makes you want to listen to the album. yeah, That's my recommendation. Yeah. Is If me saying don't listen to this makes you want to listen, that's the key. This has to be an album you want to approach because it is loud. It is compressed to hell and back. Uh, it is largely lyrically unintelligible. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, it literally sounds like you are being screamed at for like 45 minutes. Um, and I love it. And you wouldn't think I would. Every time I listen to this album front to back, I get a headache, but in a good way. I can't describe what this album does to me. And, you know, I think it starts out semi-innocently i think the song ultra pop track one and then all futures the second track Mm kind of make you think okay well it's noisy but it's got a form i recognize and then track three masanaga vapors comes in with like its blast beat and the guitar sounds like it's being played through a pencil sharpener (laughs) 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 and that's got to be a reality check when you're listening to this album is you think you know what you're getting into and you just don't yeah and I you know, consider myself a genre, a genre journeyman. I, I listen to a lot of different genres. But I, again, have not heard anything like this. Yeah, and I I'll guess. continue mm-hmm. to drop that refrain is that what I loved in 2021 were albums that sounded like nothing I've ever heard before. Mm-hmm. And this was that. It has elements of metal. It has elements of hardcore. It has elements of pop. It has yeah. elements of like just shoegaze. I don't know. It's, it's all over the place. Yeah. I can't pin it down. Um, my personal favorite song on it is An Iteration, which starts with just a furious black metal blast beat and then transitions really smoothly into like a fuzzy indie shoegaze thing for a while. <laughs> and it's just, it's nonsense. And the band is nonsense. And all 13 some odd members of this collective that no one knows are all nonsense. It's great. It's fantastic. Ultra pop, the armed, all caps. Don't listen to it. Okay.
0: It is it is an assault on all senses truly it is it is so much for it, sure.
1: It like if you're going down the
3: checklist it has everything that I should like in an album yeah. but like I was talking to a friend about it and I'm going to say something very nerdy <laughs> but it, it's like the dark souls version of listening to music. Whoa! <laughs> because like you think you're in for something just an easy ride and then it's just like no I'm gonna do the same thing over and over and over again because I can't get past it yeah you yeah. know it, it's very much like that yeah. yeah
1: it is it is an obstacle
3: that yeah. I yeah.
2: very much enjoyed tackling yeah I, I will say this is one where I gave it a shot earlier in the year I want to say I brought it up maybe on episode one yeah, you sure you did, did. You this did. was in episode one yep I have come around on it and not just because I'm scared that this band will beat me up
1: <laughs> but
2: this <laughs> is one even if they did
1: you wouldn't know it until that's they were already that's true here. I know we I know. don't know what they're
2: Look like. <laughs> uh, no, this is one where um, I've given it several listens since then, and what I can say is that give it a listen on a really, really good set of speakers because it will beat the crap out of them. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, um, but it's worth that because you get these. It's this sound that's just so distorted and so heavily twisted, and yet if you really listen, there's these great moments of just like this anthemic pop that's there uh, that's covered up in some moments but at the same time it it is really really good you just have to give it the time yeah for fans of eating a brick hole (laughs) yeah yeah. if you've ever like turned on your garbage disposal and was like Hmm, that's good. I yeah. like the sound of it. that. This slaps. is for you. Yeah, Are we mean this like as compliments
0: too. This yeah, is just yes, what it is. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Um, number seven, Kyle. What you got?
3: I'm excited for this one because this is my EP on my no EP list, and I'm eager to know if it's what Jake thinks. It I think is. it is. And and it's. What do you guys think it is?
1: Home is where. Yeah. It's yeah. home okay. is where okay. I became birds. Great. Um,
3: <laughs> I approve uh, this one. I love this ep album you know whatever you want to call it if you look at it on spotify it says it's an ep they call it an album whatever but um home is where they're from south florida um it is a completely unorthodox yet original mixture of like fifth wave emo but also like the the name that's getting thrown around a lot with them is neutral milk hotel um there's some really weird Bob Dylan ties. You know, it kind of sounds like Bob Dylan at times. Yes. And all then of this is true. And then it's just a straight up like screamo album at times, you know, it's just all these things mashed together. I wish you guys could see Reed right now. I feel like I just defended Reed's mother, but, but it's, it, it is all those things, but done in their own way. But yet at the same time, it's like a throwback to something I would have listened to 15 years ago. Um, this one is one that I'll be listening to for a long time. I hope I can catch them. You know, I, I would imagine this carries over live incredibly well. Um, some, some two tracks to check out for sure is uh, assisted Harakiri, Um yep. and long distance conjoined twins. Yep. Um, two, uh, two incredible tracks. Um, recommend if you like a uh, dog leg, they put out an incredible record last year. They're from Michigan. Um, Glockamora, uh, kind of an, a fourth wave emo band from a few years ago, and then I'll say it again: Neutral Milk Hotel. I, I'm not even a big Neutral Milk Hotel fan, but the comparisons are there. Um, but I think this is one of the more original things to come out this year. Um, I, I cannot wait to see where this band goes from here. Um, I, I love this thing. If 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 it was another year, it would have been much higher than number seven.
1: I nodded along to everything Kyle was saying because he's right entirely. This is so good. Um, I considered it for my number 10 slot. And when I pulled it up on Spotify, it said EP and I ran away scared. Uh (laughs) But Kyle, I'm glad you committed because they do call it an album. They are calling it an album. So that's what we'll say. Um, And I think it's great. 18 minutes of just pure bliss. So good. Fantastic.
0: Very Mm -hmm. in, in, Again, I was making faces at all of the comparisons because I've listened to this thing like once and I yeah. I didn't hear that, but I'd be willing to go back with open ears and be like, oh wait, I do hear yeah. Comely or whatever. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think the thing too is that I love, you know, we with both um, Angel Dust and Turnstile, we've talked about kind of bands taking a genre and then doing super creative stuff. And I think that's what this band did for, yeah. for kind of that emo sound is just... Kind of shake it up a little bit and yeah. just do something totally new. Which I, I think
3: would. I think we're seeing now more than ever in, in 2021 and going forward that for a long time in music, not just emo or not just hardcore, just in all of music, people really felt like they had to stay within the constraints of whatever genre they were creating. Yeah. And I think we're finally just seeing people just say, you know what, screw it. Like, I like... I like hardcore and I like neutral milk hotel, so I'm gonna make something that sounds like if you mash those together.
0: Yeah, I'm and gonna... I
1: want to just briefly mention on that conversation something that I know Reed and I have talked about privately, which is Bartite Strange, oh my God. who oh God. had a fantastic song called Waits that came out this year. Yep. No album, but great song. I mean, if he had put out an album with that song on it, it would very likely be in my top ten. Yep, with that the genre bending is just—it's yeah.
0: you know, great. I call love her... that we're at that place now. Yeah, let's color outside the lines, everybody. It's fun. It's fun. I love it. All right. All right, moving on to number six. We're working through quick. Number yeah. six is I Know I'm Funny, Ha Ha, by Faye Webster.
2: Have we talked so, about David, this
0: next. album before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I'm knew, not familiar with this record. I knew it was going to happen. Uh, Faye it's, Webster. It's so
1: good. It's so good.
0: <laughs> Faye Webster is a songwriter, musician, and singer from Atlanta, Georgia. This is her fourth album. It's out on Secretly Canadian. I talked about this album on a previous episode in episode 3, and when I did, these three men in this room with me had a very brutal beatdown. They called this album boring, they called this album way too sad for the sake of sad. And look, I can't tell them that they're wrong. That's not what I'm here to do. All I can say is what I listened to and what I heard personally, and that is, straight up, one of the most beautiful albums I heard all year. And I think one of the coolest and most personality-driven songwriters working today. Personally, um, I think she. I think Faye Webster is a master of mood. I think she knows exactly what she's doing. I think the way that she sings, the way that her her songs sound instrumentally. I think she does all this intentionally. And I think sometimes too, maybe when people hear this album they hear sad and they're like, cool, she's just doing sad over and over and over again. But I think what I really hear is not only sadness, but I hear anger and I hear bitterness. I hear acceptance. I hear heartbreak. I hear all these different kind of shades of sad. And I think she knows what all of those are intimately. And I think she paints some really accurate portraits of what those can sound like. Um, For me, the Episode, or the song I know I'm funny haha ha, the title track to this album is straight up one of the best songs I've heard this year I, I love the lyrics that kind of paint this story of this relationship that maybe she had or didn't have but it's kind of these scenes that feel familiar like anybody's probably lived through them but at the same time feel very personal whether it's the uh, bass that she got her boyfriend that is the same one that the guy from Lincoln Park played or the one where she's just kind of gossiping about her neighbors and hoping that they don't uh, call the landlord on her because her boyfriend's been living there rent-free. I also love the song uh, Cheers, which I think was kind of the song that Mm -hmm. the guys on this podcast definitely responded to. What I love about Cheers is that I feel like it is... It definitely kind of changes up instrumentally what the rest of the album has going on. It's got this really nasty, distorted guitar in it. And it's not like heavy in like a heavy, heavy way, right? But just it's kind of got this like kind of crushing like low end to it. And for me, Cheers is like one of the albums that um, got talked about so much this year was Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, which Sour is very much kind of this album of like, uh, you know, someone saying like, man, you broke my heart and I'm going to basically fucking kill you. Like I am going to just like eliminate you from the face of this earth with my anger But I feel like Cheers is interesting because I feel like Faye is coming from a similar perspective, but it's like all clenched fist and all gritted teeth. Like she wants to get that angry, but she's not. And there's this constant like, again, that thudding low end distortion. You're like, oh man, there is a volcano that's going to erupt, but she never quite erupts. And I think that's what's so cool about it. Um, Both all the time. Listen, the song both all the time. If you read through that lyric sheet it will flatten you is all I got to say. It is a picture of, of depression and a, a very kind of real picture of just heartbreak that I think is really poignant in it's intimate details. Um I, I just love this thing. I really do. I, I think it's super special. I think if you're a fan of old school r and I think if you're a fan of singer songwriting mu- music, you deserve to give it a chance. And the last thing I want to do really quick um, I said in the episode with this album that I love the session musicians, and I want to shout them all out because I do think they just do such a beautiful job. Uh, on pedals and steel guitar, we have Matt Pistol Stosel. On bass, we have Brian Howard. On keys and synth, we have Nick Rosen. On drums, we have Harold Brown. And on violins and strings, we have Annie Leith. I just think this album's incredible. That's all. That's
1: well, all. I don't want us to have to lie. So all I'll say is m- many major publications have vindicated mm-hmm. you. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I no joke, this album multiple tracks ended up in my top 100 because I've wanted to figure out what it is about this album that people have loved so much and it just has not connected with me. Sure. Um but I'm pretty sure she's coming to Birmingham next year, right? She is. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're going, I'll join in oh, because man. I want to figure this one out. Okay. I still want to give this a shot. I've been committed could... to making this work. I don't from think day I can look
1: her in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, uh yeah, I uh I will not go to the show with you, but
3: um, (laughs) I just, I think in a year of a lot of breakup albums from female fronted acts, like there's just better ones, you know? And that's, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's a bad album. Obviously, like Jake said, uh, I'm in the minority here and I don't take pleasure in that, but it's just didn't click with me and that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. She knows she's
0: funny. Haha. (laughs) (laughs) It works out. That's the best ending I could ask for, Devin.
2: Uh, Let's move on with your number six. Pick. All right. Um, this is the album that I have the most notes written for. Uh oh. And it's because I think I'm gonna have to play a lot of defense here. My number six album is Inside from Bo Burnham. Okay. Whoa! Wait a second. And 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 Jake is Jake <laughs> is ready to punch me in the face. I think. I
0: don't know what he's doing with
2: this yeah, hand. Right I'm now. not really sure. It's <laughs> like pumping a tire. <laughs> this. He's, he's the Muppet. <laughs> he's the muppet. This it's definitely not what I expected to have a musical comedy album in my top 10. Yeah, And I think when you argue about music, musicianship and the music behind it, there's no question that there are many albums that would have passed this one. This is not to me what makes this album or this release or piece or whatever you want to call it as special as it is to me. Um, and this is an album that I did not think would be in my top 10. And it's not one that I really thought about overly that much until I realized that at the end of the year how much I listened to this <clears> and not really realized it. Yeah. So to me, this album it's, it's a mix of that relatable comedy, that pointed social criticism and then also the communal experience of the COVID pandemic over the last year and a half going sure. on two years now. Who knows when we'll get through it. We'll see. Um, but I, I think his ability to balance those three things is very impressive. Um, and that's without looking at the internal struggle which especially if you watch the special itself on Netflix is that dealing with depression and feeling out feeling like you know so beaten down from that. And so one of the bigger questions that he faces in this is should I be joking at a time like this? That's one of the refrains that he hits a few times in one of the opening tracks, but he moves from some of those opening sort of silly tracks at times to more relatable humor uh, to things that, you know, in some cases are you know you might listen to it and think all right, that's funny once, I'm not really going to return to it and that's totally fine. Um, but then you get to certain tracks. Um, one of the ones is That Funny Feeling, which Ooh, is a, yeah. a track that's this sort of like we didn't start the fire-esque covering of the world as it is right now um, that was received so well and seen so well by the fans that even like Phoebe Bridgers covered, covered that. It. And, yeah. and she's covered it at her live show. She released a, an actual cover on Spotify. Um, I think the result of what you get at the end of this album is... Something that a lot of people have really connected with that I don't think would have happened quite the same way Mm pre-pandemic. And I think it's that shared experience through that that has made this connect so well um, in in ways that it just wouldn't have. But while it is something that's so of the time, I think it's going to continue to be important because of that connection with people. Um, and. I think as someone who probably doesn't take the best care of my own mental health at times, and I'm someone who mostly just likes to, I'm just going to push through it. I don't care. I'm not going to let that bother me as much as it probably does, that sort of thing. This was something that I listened to at very specific times just to feel a little better about the day or about the week. And my too long didn't listen about this album (laughs) is that if you connected with it and it means a lot to you, great. And if it didn't, that's totally cool too you might have found it funny once and then not return to it that's totally fine but I think if you return to the question of should I be joking at a time like this to me the answer was yes because some people needed it and it worked really well for them yeah. and I've enjoyed it yeah, yeah. I, and it's one where like I said I didn't expect it to end up in my top 10 and if you'd have asked me even right after it came out I would have said well no it's just not but weirdly I've just kept returning to it in moments where I'm like you know I, I need something to you know, lift me up or, or to get me through, you know, what's been a weird week or that sort of thing. And sure. it's worked. Yeah. No, Devin, I really appreciate you for sharing that story. Cause I, and I feel like it's
0: probably to your point, uh, a story that a lot of people have with this album. And I know really quick, my fiance, this was also, I think her uh, on Spotify, at least it was her top album of the year. I think it's probably her album of the year, even if it wasn't shown to her via data or whatever. And, It's it's a weird one, man. I've seen a lot of people react like really negatively to the special, not so much the soundtrack, but just more or less the movie. And it's it's interesting because I think while I don't think Bo Burnham says anything particularly new that most of us didn't know, there's just something about the like kind of freak show of it in like a good way Mm -hmm. that you can't I don't know, it's it's. That whole thing is just a lot to to look at, honestly. So, yeah.
3: I think it's one of those that it, you you no one can really talk bad about it because it's it's the event of Bo Burnham releasing that w- yes. was so um, definitive that like you know it's you you were either a hundred percent into it or not. Like yeah. a, a example, I didn't watch it and I don't I don't plan on it, and it's not because I don't think it's good. It's just not my thing. Yeah. But the people, it's undeniable that the people that did watch it and love it it really did something special for them. Yeah. And, you know, it's that, that alone, you know, not talking about how good the songs are or or what they sound like that alone is worth mentioning, you know, if anything.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, And two, I would say for fans of Father John Misty, (laughs) (laughs) that is what I hear so much from, from Bo Burnham. Uh, It's just, he's got kind of that similar, like, Mm -hmm. let me take on the world vibe a little bit, but, but yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for sharing, Devin. For sure. Um, really quick too. Do you feel like the soundtrack has like surpassed
2: the special for you? I've only given the special, I think, one, maybe two viewings. Okay. Where with the album I've listened to it, you know, many more times. Inter- Mostly just because I've listened to it in the car. Like I said, most of the time was the yeah. time that I that I would give it a listen. So um, but I think for me, probably. I think because it's one where you can, you know, cut to specific tracks that have stuck with you more so where the the special itself, to me, I think you really do need to at least view it in two parts because there is sort of an intermission in there where with it being an album you can listen to, you know, the bits and pieces here and there that stuck with you the most. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You can listen to the Jeffrey Bezos song if you want to. <laughs> Which one? Which one? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, I know.
3: Before we go to Jake, I want to revise what I think is going to be in his top three because it just hit me. Hmm.
0: What
3: what go,
2: what is in Jake's top three? Or, yes, okay.
3: Jake's. Oh no. Uh, I think Black Midi going to be in his top three.
2: I don't think it's in his top three. Okay, I don't, I don't know that the album's in his top ten. Actually. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm gonna go with
0: Devin's. I'm gonna go with Devin's instinct,
2: but I like your bet. Okay.
0: Jake, what you got? I love y'all. Um,
1: <laughs> number six is an album.
2: <laughs> is it though?
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's called Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It falls into the number six lot, yeah, mainly because um, it, is, it is a blast to listen to. It is one of the most fun, uplifting albums I heard all year. Uh, and I think the opening track, Paprika, is in the conversation for my favorite song of the year. Uh, it's lush. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's got mm-hmm. a gong. You know, <laughs> if a song has a gong, uh, I either love it or it's a Led Zeppelin B-side. Um, <laughs> I think it's a fantastic album front to back. I think it's got such a clear sense of pop song craft in a way that really impresses me. Um, in a way that also shows an intelligence of hook writing because there are a lot of hooks that you hear that are very formulaic, that are the same type of hook you've heard again and again and again. And what Michelle Sonner does very, very well on this album in particular is she hooks you and she gets something stuck in your head. But then if you think, what other pop songs do I know that do this? There aren't any, I mean, or very few at the very least. Um, These are songs or types of songs that you haven't heard before, but yet they're instantly recognizable as pop. And that's what I love. And I, I wanna see pop music As we go forward, kind of slowly travel in this direction uh, where we start to have a definition of pop that expands beyond what it has kind of been stuck in the mire of for about a decade now. Um, I think we're starting to see the beginnings of that with artists like Olivia Rodrigo, who are expanding our definition of what a pop chorus is. Um, but Japanese Breakfast is in this nice pioneering space where she's not big enough that she has to play by mm-hmm. industry rules, but she has enough of a following that she's going to have influence. And this is a type of album that I think you're going to hear more of, um, especially because we're starting to come out of the 2020, 2021 um, depressive album, interior album phase. I think you're going to see a lot more artists start to take her lead and write these jubilant to kind of <laughs> reference that album title. Albums that uplift. And so Paprika is a great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second track, Be Sweet, that big, juicy, wonderful bass thumping single. So oh, good. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and then one of my favorites for something a little bit uh, more down to earth is Posing in Bondage. Ooh. Very spacious, Very airy mm-hmm. song. Lots of room in that song to kind of just inhabit it. Um, yeah, Jubilee Japanese Breakfast, love it. um Not in my top three though. Hmm. I think
3: <laughs> I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone that had a better year than her. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she knocked it out of the park. You know, released the album, released the memoir, released another album that was a soundtrack to a video game, and then the memoir got picked up for a, a movie or a miniseries, mm-hmm. well, one of the two. But yeah, it's hard pressed to find someone that had a better year and has year had a her.
1: successful tour on
3: top of all yeah, that too. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I love the, I, I think everything Jake said about this album is true. I think even regardless of our top tens, I feel like if you've not heard Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast, you're doing 2021 wrong. Like mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. just got to listen to it. And I think uh, for me, really quick personal shout out song. Uh, I love the song Slide Tackle so, oh, so yeah. much. Yeah. 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 Just it a was beautiful a, album. Yeah. yeah.
3: It was a summer bop for sure. Oh, yeah. Lush is yeah. the word yes. I keep coming back to. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Big.
1: It's like a song garden, <laughs> not a sound garden. <laughs> a song garden.
0: Japanese breakfast covering sound garden could be really cool. I think she could
1: do it. Michelle's honor, yeah. if you're listening, please,
3: please,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle, number six.
3: So number six is a band from Boston. Yeah, they're called Really from. Um, yeah, and it's a self-titled record, mm-hmm. so the album's called "Really From." Um, this band is completely flying under everybody's radar. Uh, I think they should be way bigger than they really are. Um, this is—we've talked about it a couple of times. This is one of those albums that came out in like January, so um, I think a lot of people have honestly forgotten about it. But um, I love this record. It, It's—it's what—it's what happens if you would add a little bit of math rock, a little mm-hmm. emo. A lot of jazz improv. Right. A lot of jazz. And made it sound like it was recorded in an indie bookstore. Yeah. Um, It's just fun Um, at times. It's, uh, I'm not going to say it's a hard listen, it is a challenging listen at times. Yeah. Um, I found myself listening to it a lot uh, on like a rainy, gray day. Um, It it always worked then. Uh, But it's very angular and cumbersome, but at the same time, it's poppy and inviting um it's just a, a very fun uni record that came out this year um some call tracks are uh, yellow fever uh, quirk and trilingual yep. um you can pick up from the names of those songs what a lot of the topics are on this a lot of race related topics um but uh recommend if you like uh, a band called floaty they put out a record this year that's very similar it's a lot of angular jazz rock type stuff um um, I'm gonna call back to a late '90s, early 2000s uh, emo band called Very Secretary. Um, they sound like that, and they even take a little bit of cues from a uh, another British band called um, Delta Sleep, who also put out a great record this year mm-hmm. called Spring Island. That, um, if we were doing a top 12, it would probably be on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I I do think again um, this band's flying under a lot of radars, and I think they should have a much bigger audience. So um, really from by really from
2: yeah. Yeah, one of the most interesting things I listened to all year, like Un- unquestionably. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was one where I've listened to this several times, mm-hmm. and even from the first listen, I jumped in with no expectations, had no idea what was coming. Um, I had heard that it was more of like an emo rock album, and then just from the first couple of moments, I was like, "This is jazz, though." Like, yeah. What, <laughs> what's, what is going on here? Yeah. yeah. Like even just from even just from the way that the the symbols are recorded i was like no this is a jazz album what's going on here and then when it really comes together there's some moments on this album that are out there with anything else this year yeah i agree really really fun yeah No, and and um jake i don't know if you've listened to this
0: but i i know that you said kind of the motif throughout your list is like i've never heard anything like this before i've straight up never heard anything like really from before i think Mm -hmm. you'd really like it yeah it's on my list now yeah (laughs) (laughs) 10 (laughs) a awesome
2: Hey everyone, Devin here. We thought we'd record this entire top 10 list as one episode, but we forgot just how much we love to talk music. Once we get started, it's difficult for us to stop. So this point seems like the best place to split the list into two parts. So what you've just listened to is episode nine that covered rankings 10 through six, and then next week we'll drop the episode, it'll be the last episode of the year, episode 10, that will cover rankings five through one. So we expect that one to drop on Monday, December 20th, just a week after this first episode drops. So, if you have any feedback on our list so far, find us at Proof of Sound Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Definitely hit us up with any feedback there. And as always, thank you for listening, respect the Blue Jay, and happy holidays.